Hi, Peter Balker here, and welcome to today's editions of the Transition Guide. Now, joining me today in the studio is Jim Padilla, who is CEO of Gain the Edge. Jim, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Peter. I appreciate the time. So, Jim, I suppose one of the, I mean, you're an expert in sales. Right. We've had a number of sales speakers come onto the episode. We've been talking about sales. And I suppose one of the things that is totally undeniable is the fact that the sales process has drastically changed. Yeah, well, it, it's changed. It's interesting because, you know, some things, uh, some of the fundamentals don't change, but the ways of making things work systematically and effectively do. Because you got to be able to be up with the times. And, uh, you know, as a sales team expert, you know, we have about 500 people in our sales team. And as an outsourced sales company, you know, we're running 25,000 sales conversations a year. Um, and so we just see things at scale that so we know what's working and what isn't. My opinion is really irrelevant at this point. The data speaks for itself. And what are you seeing? Uh, what we're seeing is uh, that it's, you know, we, we have a lot of people who, who seem to think that hiring a salesperson is going to be like a magic wand and just solve all their problems. And whether that's as a solopreneur being you know, replaced, or if you're adding people into your, into your sales team, that's already existing. And uh, too many times we rely on the talent of the salesperson uh, and then expect them to also be able to bring system and process and strategy. And we find is uh, most companies just are, you're missing the mark. You know, if you have an offer that sucks or isn't compelling and clear, and you have an avatar that isn't really well dialed in and a prospect journey that doesn't lead people predictably towards the intersection of problem and solution, then you need magical salespeople because that's the only way you're going to sell. Um, what we do is, you know, we, we focus on hiring level 10 humans who are level seven salespeople who can follow a system and predictably overachieve on a consistent basis. Now, yeah, that's interesting. Because you're not the first person to say that. And a number of people have said that consistently, that actually it's about a process. So it's interesting you're saying a level seven human that can follow a process. Because a lot of people, they're misguided in the belief that they think that sales is an art form. And that bullshit has been touted around by so many people. Or oh, it's a total art form. It's black. It's a black art form. You've got to have gone through X amount of years that can't be replicated. Whereas what you're saying, well, it can be if the right system and process is in place. Why do you think that never happens, though? I mean, it does happen in some companies, but I'm sure you've seen it in most of the majority of companies you go into. It's kind you know, of I, it's, it's interesting because, you know, most businesses are designed for one primary thing, and that's to deliver a product. Hmm. Right. You build a business because you're delivering something, you're solving a problem, but most people don't actually build and design a business to generate revenue, right? Make money in spite of that, but that, but typically it wasn't designed to do so. Right. So now you're making money as a result. And, you know, if you've been in sales any length of time and, you know, in the days when I used to work for other people, every sales job I ever had, the first thing they do is they teach you about the product and right. they want you to sell the product. It's like the product is irrelevant if you can't find the person who's got a problem that needs to be solved that is matched with the solution, which is your product, right? And that's how most companies teach and train. Now, that, how do companies deal with the fact that right now 
it would seem that the sales process is harder than it's ever been for so many people and more protracted than it's ever been for so many people. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, salespeople in general today, in today's marketplace, I, one thing that's always been a, a just a, a sticking point for me is I hear from salespeople more than anyone, but entrepreneurs in general, that where time is your most valued asset and my time is worth more. And I want to get the highest ROI for my time, which I, I, I buy into, I believe in. However, that, that mindset can keep you from doing the small things that matter, that will give you the bigger result. And I think here's here, I believe I, I buy into that concept, except the measurement of the time is usually done with the wrong instrument. Most people measure their ROI with a stopwatch. They want to know that I'm talking to you today and I want an outcome tomorrow or in this minute, what they need to be doing is managing ROI with a calendar so that you're putting in the time right now that can produce this year and next year and the year after, because everybody you meet isn't going to buy from you today. Everything right. is going to produce fruit in this moment. And if you don't have systems and processes and a mindset that can help you capture any bigger uh, opportunity over time, you know, as I say, the longer runway you build, the bigger planes that can take off. Right. If you only want to catch Cessnas, then then go for, you know, small, small opportunities that must produce today. But if you want to start landing DC 10s, build bigger runways with people. And I suppose a lot of people will probably say that they're caught between a rock and a hard place. That yeah. that's all very good building the runway. Yeah. But if you don't have the sales today, there's no runway being built. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the, there's the beauty of it. And, and I, I'm, I'm all for sales today, by, by all means, you, you have to be, you know, as we call it, we call it double vision in our company. You have to have one eye on the future, on the business you're building and one eye on the business you're in, because you do have to make sales today. What you have to understand is three to 7% of the people who you come across right now are going to be ready to buy today. And right. everybody is always focused on the co converting that cold traffic by the walks in the front door, but nobody's putting any time into the 97% of people that don't buy right away and need to stay in your world. And if you don't take care of them, somebody else is, and those people will get the sale, even though you're the one who generated the lead. And probably done quite a lot of the work in the first place. Exactly. You're the one that woke, woke them up to the problem. You're the one that put them in a position that now they're actually looking for a solution, but because you didn't, you know, you either didn't have a real quality opportunity because the offer wasn't super clear and compelling. Most people's offer just sucks. Their solutions are great. They're just packaged really poorly. Uh, and then you're not dealing with the ideal person with a bleeding neck problem, like bleeding neck problems, what we're looking for, right? If you have, if you have a sore neck, you don't go to the hospital, but if you're bleeding from the neck, you go to the hospital or you're going to die, hmm. right? So if you can target bleeding neck problems with people, they're much more likely to be seeking a solution. They've got no choice, have they, really? Right. So, and these are the small things that matter, but a lot of people don't want to do that because it means that you have to spend a lot of time, effort, and energy on targeting. You actually have to put the work in and make sure it's the right person and then show them that you're the right person for them and show them that you've got the solutions and prove your worth and value. And it typically means the person with the bleeding neck problem is a, is a center of the bullseye, not the whole target, which means you're going to get fewer of them. And that's the biggest curse for most business owners. We think I need thousands instead of I need hundreds. They probably and, think that they're marketing in a war zone when they're correct. not really. Exactly. You know, um, you know, our, we're on a, uh, our, our revenue plan this year, we're on, is a $10.9 million. And we have 
but we don't have thousands of clients. We literally, we have in our plan, 220 clients. We have three product offers that we're putting out there, 220 clients to generate $10 million plus. And that's extremely doable, right? Most people think, oh, I got to get 2000 people. I got to get that was like, you just, you need to be very clear and targeted. Who are the people you need? And because I only need 200 clients, I only need to talk to a thousand people this year. I don't need to talk to 10,000. I don't need 50,000 people to come through my funnel. Yeah. So, okay. Where do they start? <laughs> uh, well, first place you got, you start is, is you have to understand that um, without, you know, your product is irrelevant. What matters the most is the problem they're trying to solve. So whatever right. it is that you are moving, you have to be crystal clear about you're selling a client journey, a prospect journey, and then you're matching them to a solution. So don't show up trying to sell the product. Make sure that you package the product in a way that it specifically speaks to the problem that they solve instead of highlighting all the wonderful things about your product, because that's not what they're buying. They don't care about your product. They only care about the outcome it provides for them. So that's the only thing you should be focused on is outcomes and experiences. And then once they decide that the outcome is what they actually need, then the experience is something that they desire. Then you can talk to them about the details of the program at that point only, right? So get crystal clear on what makes your offer compelling. And it's not the package. It's not the program. It's not the offer. It's the outcome. Right. And so that's the first piece. And I actually, I have a, we, we have, I have a rainmaker checklist because we don't, we don't hire rainmakers. We create sales systems that produce rainmakers. Right. And that's the big shift that I would, would hope all of you would encourage you to, to take. And so you need a compelling offer. You need a focused avatar. You need a great core story, right? What is the story of the, that your people are experiencing, right? Like in our world, it's, you know, an entrepreneur that is really committed to the success and it needs to sell beyond themselves, but they don't trust other people to make the sale. And it's usually because their offer isn't as dialed in as needed to. So they have to be the one to make the sale, right? But they have, they absolutely desire some greater success. They're just stuck and at a bandwidth issue and a bottleneck and they need to get there and they need the systems and the strategies to be able to get there, right? That's, that's one of the core stories of our ideal client. And so when you know the core story of your ideal client, you can speak it to them and you can challenge them on it. And you're going to, and, and most of them are going to go, yeah, that's been me. That's the challenge that I'm in, or I'm tired of hiring salespeople mm -hmm. and firing them all the time. And so I end up keeping them around because I'm tired of hiring new people. Right. So I have underperforming people. Right. Yeah. And you know, that's very common. And I've seen that endless times over 18 years. So yeah, I yeah. can relate to that. So a compelling offer, right? A focused avatar, a great core story, a bleeding neck problem. Get clear about the bleeding neck problem, right? Our bleeding neck problem for us is not that people don't know how to, don't know how to sell because most of our clients know how to sell and they're making sales. We have a client we're working with who's doing $20 million a year and they have a completely destroyed sales system. They're just, they're just generating a lot of volume and they're just not capturing a whole right. lot. So we're coming in to fix on the back end. So it's, you know, we don't work with people who can't produce revenue. They're just working twice as hard for half as much. Right. So, um, you know, what is the bleeding neck problem and have a curated prospect journey, right? Your, your job is not to get somebody to raise their hand the first time they meet you and then get them to buy your most expensive thing the day that they come in your doors. Your job is to ensure them that every step they take, they feel like is the right step. So when you get them to opt in for something, they should go, yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. And then when they watch a video, they go, yeah, that was exactly what I needed to hear that. And then when you send them the email, it's like, yes, I'm absolutely in the right place. These guys know what they're doing and they know me. As long as every time you're a, every time, every piece of communication you put out 
is affirming their steps on that journey, they're more committed and understanding that they're in the right place, which is vital because you need them to be around long enough to touch them enough times to give them the opportunity to buy from you. Because right. you want to give everybody opportunity to buy right away because some of them will. But then you have to understand that many of them might be six months, 18 months down the road, and you need to ensure they're still in your world and still see the value in you so that when they're ready to buy, you're the one they buy from. And that's interesting because very often people would relate to refer to the 13-step process where you have to have 13 touches before you got the sale. Now I've heard that that's obviously changed in recent times. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge. You know, it used to be the old seven to 12 times you got to touch them. And, um, you know, we're seeing it's, it's more like 18 to 22. And, and it's because the timing that we're in, we have to understand that everything that used to work pre-COVID, and I hate talking about the COVID era, but this, you know, we all identify with it. But people, when, you, when you're dealing with an economy, a marketplace, and an audience that has more fear, doubt, anxiety, trepidation, right? Those are things that are not conducive to people buying stuff. Those are things that are conducive to people shrinking and hiding their money and trying to save it and put it under the mattress. And your job is to have your skills so sharp and your system so dialed that it becomes the tools that pry people open and that pry their hands off of their money. So they understand it's time to go on offense because in these times, you know, just like back in 2008 with the housing crisis, you know, more millionaires were born from 2008 to 2010, they were born in the history of the world, right? When, when, when the down, when economy goes down, opportunities come up because you now get to be the pro- person who gets to solve all kinds of new problems, right? Which means you're the one who gets to lead people to safety and be the one to give them hope, give them solutions. And you're the one that they're going to follow, but you have and, to have this, you have to be prepared. And where we are right now is literally an economy of opportunity. And the worst thing you can do in this kind of economy is hide your cash under the mattress because every year, currently at inflation approximately 10%, yeah. your 100,000 is going to be worth 90,000 at the end of the year. Exactly. You know, we're, we're big on wealth creation and we're focused, my wife and I, on, you know, in our business on expanding. We're acquiring, you know, we're acquiring businesses and, and now you're in a position where you can acquire them for pennies on the dollar because a lot of people are afraid to run their own business. So you, Absolutely. If you, you need to have consistent cash flow that you can be able to step into this game or get yourself, get your systems all dialed in so that you may be somebody that can be acquired. You know, either way, you need to be thinking about generating wealth, not just running your business. So if people want to sort of deep dive, connect with you and find out more about what you do, what do they do? Um, you can go to my personal website at jimp360.com, jimp360.com, and there you'll find all my social medias. Uh, my YouTube videos, my podcasts, books, all of that, everything I have all under one roof at jimp360.com. When you do, if you click on the uh, contact button, when you open that up, there's a way to text me. If you hit that text button and shoot me your name, your full name and your email and say uh, anti-closer or rainmaker list, I will shoot you our checklist and our tool for cr- starting to create your rainmaker uh, sales system so that you don't have to hire rockstar closers to be able to scale your company and to be honest with you right now rockstar closers are really hard to find and given that we have a shortage of people out in the workplace they're damn expensive so probably not affordable for most people correct wonderful well thank you jim has been absolutely a 
really riveting session. If anything we spoke about today resonates with you, want a bit more information, head over to Borka.com, get in touch. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure that you like it, share it with others so that they can benefit, and also hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And always remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. Jim, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.